Hello, New Song family. We're glad you're here. We're going to launch into Prophecy 102. This goes a little deeper into practicing the prophetic and hearing the voice of the Lord. So let's jump in. Yeah, we're so excited to dive a little deeper into the gift of prophecy, how to steward it, how to grow in it, how to expand our ability to hear from the Lord today. And if you have not yet listened to the first podcast on prophetic teaching and training, please stop and go back and listen to that one before you continue with this, because you'll need that foundation before launching into this particular teaching. And I want to launch with a passage from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. And in the book of Thessalonians, Paul is giving specific instruction to the church at Thessalonica. He's talking to the entire church, not just the leaders of the church. And he ends the book with quite a few short and to-the-point instructions. Starting in verse 14, Paul says, And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle, encourage the faint-hearted, help the weak, be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good. Abstain from every form of evil. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. And I love this passage because Paul is being so practical here with the church. You know, Paul is the master of theology. He's the master of taking very weighty concepts and explaining them in such a way that we're able to grasp them. But I also love the fact that almost every one of his letters ends with this practical instruction. And here in verse 19, Paul says specifically, do not quench the spirit. Then he goes on, do not despise prophecies, but test everything and hold fast to what is good. And the reason I wanted to share those verses with us is that one of the key elements of growing in our ability to walk in a prophetic gifting is this concept of not quenching the spirit and not despising prophecies, but on the flip side, testing everything and holding fast to what is good. So when we launch as a new believer or perhaps as a mature believer, but one who maybe hasn't had much experience in the prophetic, and we begin to start practicing the prophetic, one of the things we typically do is, based on the teaching that we receive, we release simple words of encouragement or simple words of strengthening or simple words of comfort, such as, you are loved by the Father, or you are seen, or the Father has heard your cry, or things like that. Things that are easy to grasp onto as we're training our ears to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. But as we grow in our maturity in this gift, our desire should be to go from those simple and more general words and become more trained in specificity. So what that looks like is we ask the Lord, Father, would you give me more specific words for the people that I'm ministering to? 
This is a result of both practice in our lives, actually using that muscle of the prophetic gift and intentionality as we test everything that we are hearing from the Holy Spirit and then press into the heart of the Lord for more details for that person who's in front of us that we are ministering to. And you say, well, how do we do that? Are there practical steps that we can take? And yes, there are. There are some tools that are helpful. Some of my favorite tools are questions that we can ask to get us in the right direction. That's right. Asking questions of the Lord is one of the primary tools that we can use to grow in specificity as we practice the prophetic. So here are some examples of some questions that we can ask the Lord as we're ministering to someone prophetically. Father, what is your heart for this person? Is there anything specific that they're struggling with in their lives right now? Is there any present area of pain in their life? What is their original design? That's something that we touched on in beginning prophecy. How do you see this person, Lord? Ask the Lord to give you his eyes, his heart for this person. And where are the specific areas that you want to release hope and life into this person's spirit. When you say specificity, here it is. We're wanting to get a more detailed understanding of how the Father sees this individual. That's right. We shouldn't be afraid to ask Jesus for a detailed word for any person that we're ministering to, such as a specific word of encouragement, a specific word of identity, or a specific word of exhortation. In fact, the Father loves it when we ask of Him. So, How do we do this practically? One way is to take whatever initial sense we are having from the Lord, be it a picture, a specific word, or just that knowing of the word of knowledge, and ask the Lord to unwrap it for us by dialoguing with Him. You brought this up in Prophecy 101 about how this is actually how you cut your teeth prophetically by dialoguing during your quiet time. That's right. So we begin to ask him questions. And as we ask him, he takes us deeper into the word. So let's talk for a moment about what that could look like. Imagine that you are in Walmart and the Lord begins to speak to you about the person who is shopping next to you. Perhaps you have this overwhelming sense of the love of Jesus for this person. And as you are getting a word from the Lord for this person, you start asking the Lord questions, dialoguing with Jesus. He starts to tell you, I have great love for this person. And you respond by saying, Lord, what does your love for this person look like in their lives today? He may answer you by saying something like, I want to give them an encounter with my peace. You can respond by saying, what does that look like, Father? What does an encounter with your peace look like for them in this moment? How do they need to receive your peace? How do they need to experience your peace? Then another even deeper question could be, is there any area in their lives where they are not currently experiencing your peace? And is there anything that's blocking them from experiencing your peace? Any place of pain, any place of doubt, 
any traumatic experience in their lives. So all of these questions that you're asking Jesus are taking you deeper and deeper into the word that he wants you to release to this person so that by the time you are finished dialoguing with the Holy Spirit, you have a much deeper and specific understanding of what it is that the Lord wants you to release to this person. So this is a learned process. It's something we have to cultivate, but it's a process that has rich rewards. Just keep in mind that often that first sense that you receive from the Lord will unfold as you dialogue with Him and could even perhaps become a story, a message, or a beautiful picture with many of the details painted in that you then can release to the person that the Lord wants to minister to. Okay, so how do we test this? Let's say we're alone. You set this example in Walmart. We see somebody, we get a word for them. Do we just ask the person, hey, is this true? Yeah, another crucial part of the testing process, growing in maturity through testing words, is for us to check in with the person to whom we're ministering by asking them, does this word resonate with you? Does this word make sense to you? Does it feel like it's on target? Obviously, there is the very real possibility that that person could respond in the negative. They could say something like, wow, that sounds kind of cool, but it really doesn't make any sense to me. Or no, that doesn't fit my life right now. I don't have any connection with that word. If that happens... We need to go back to the Lord and ask Him to clarify our hearing. So we could simply say to that person, Oh gosh, I'm, I'm really sorry about that. I felt like I was hearing something from the Lord, but perhaps I'm not. Let me pray about that a little bit more and I'll see if I get any other details that I could share with you. Just as simple as that. It doesn't have to be a big moment of embarrassment or shame. It can simply be a reset moment where we ask the Lord, Lord, would you clarify my hearing? And then we need to wait on him. As we wait on him in the quiet of our hearts, we can't allow the enemy to shut us down through either condemnation or through fear. We need to press in by faith, asking the Lord confidently to speak to us. We need to trust the Lord that he will open our ears to hear him because he wants to minister to this person. He wants to release encouragement, comfort, or strength to this person. We simply need to learn to wait and to hear clearly. Now, on the flip side, if you were to ask that person as you are releasing a prophetic word to them, hey, does this resonate with you? Does it make sense? Does it feel on target with your life? And they respond in the affirmative and they say, yes, how did you know? That's amazing. I can't believe you knew those things. Then we have the opportunity to use that as a springboard and ask the Lord for more. Go deeper, ask more specific questions and move forward in confidence knowing God is speaking. Yeah, that's good. I'm thinking about the fact that we can grow in maturity in this on the receiving end of prophetic words. If you get a word from somebody, this is one of the ways that we go deeper in our faith is by understanding how to receive a prophetic word, understanding how to ask the Lord for confirmation, how to test the word, how to wait, etc. That's right. That's another area of maturity as we're growing in the prophetic. We must begin to ask the Holy Spirit to bring confirmation to our hearts. We can be asking Him and evaluating within our own hearts, is this word bringing strength to me? Is it bringing encouragement or comfort? Or conversely, is it stirring up confusion, doubt, or condemnation? 
Is this word a confirmation of other words that have been similar that perhaps we've received in the past? Another thing we can ask ourselves is, do those who know us well bear witness with this message that's being given? So those are questions that we can ask even as we're receiving the word or right after we've received the word. We can submit it to someone who knows us well. We can submit it to someone who is an authority over us and say, hey, would you pray into this? How does this hit you? Does this seem to be on target for my life? Then the next step would be once we're alone with Jesus, once we're out of that ministry situation and we get alone with the Lord, take the word to him again. Ask him, Father, would you confirm this to my spirit? Is this a right word for my life? And if he gives you that confirmation, even if the word seems improbable or unlikely, our next step then is actually to partner with that word by faith, by beginning to pray into the word. Thank the Lord for what he's spoken. Ask him to bring that word to pass. Delight in how he is going to move in your life and even journal it or share it with those that are close to you and ask Mm -hmm. them to pray into that word for you. This is the holding fast to what is good portion of what Paul is describing. And it is a very crucial part of growing in maturity. That's good. Now, if the Lord is saying, no, this is not a word for you. If others in our life say, that does not bear witness with my spirit. I don't believe that's a right word for you. Then growing in maturity looks like laying that word at the feet of the Lord, completely releasing it and not being under any weight of trying to carry that word or believe the Lord for it. Oftentimes, new believers stumble in this area where they feel like, gosh, well, this person, maybe even a very prophetic person, spoke a word over my life, which means I must be bound to believe the Lord for this. And that is not necessarily true. Our maturity in how we receive the word and test it, whether it is a right word or a word we need to release, is very crucial. Okay, now getting back to giving a prophetic word. Something comes up quite a bit, I would say all too often for me, having to do with, I'm in a ministry setting, pouring out, giving prophetic words, and I suddenly hit a wall. And I feel like no matter what, I can't hear from the Lord. I'm not, as I look at this person, I'm just not getting anything. And I'm stuck in this conversation where this person seems to be dependent on my every word, and I'm drawing a blank. (laughs) The prophetic well has run out of water. There are a few things that we can do in that situation to help prime the pump, so to speak. One of the tools I most frequently employ, which the Lord has taught me through the process of difficult experiences in ministry, is to observe carefully the person that we are ministering to and then ask Jesus Lord, would you highlight something about this person to me? What that simply means is asking the Lord to cause something about that person, whether it's their physical self or their emotional self, or maybe something that they're wearing, how they have their hair fixed, to kind of jump off the page, to stand out to you more than anything else would as you're observing them. And as you wait on the Lord and ask him to highlight something about that person, you will begin to notice that something will stand out. As it does, pray into that. Ask the Lord to use that thing to speak to you. 
I have a great example of when I actually experienced this for myself the very first time in a situation where my prophetic well had run dry. We were at a church in Costa Rica. We had been ministering the whole evening a lot of pouring out, and this man was in front of me coming for a prophetic word, and I had nothing to give. I felt like, wow, Lord, I I have nothing to say to this man, (laughs) which is a very difficult place to be when you are expected to be ministering to someone prophetically. And I opened my eyes and looked at this gentleman and felt like the Holy Spirit said, look carefully, Tiffany. As I did, the boots that he was wearing stood out to me. I had not really noticed them before, and I saw them really clearly for the first time. They were knee-high work boots made out of rubber, the kind of boots that you would wear if you were going into a marshy area to do any kind of landscaping or something like that. They were covered with dirt. And I noticed them very clearly, and I said, Lord, what is it that you're trying to show me? As I waited on the Lord and as I prayed into that, the Holy Spirit spoke to me about this man's identity, about his work, and about how the Lord wanted to bless the work of his hands and even bring him into a new season with his work. And the prophetic pump, so to speak, began to flow. And I was able to minister to this man from a place of the Father's heart from him simply by taking careful observation of something that the Father saw, something that the Father noticed and wanted me to notice as well. I love this. This is so beautiful because it's a reset, getting our minds focused on love again. Sometimes in our ministry times, we forget that the focus is ministering to an individual and we're sitting there trying to get something from the Lord and the focus becomes us. Exactly. And he's trying to break that off of us saying, pay attention. If we're not doing this from an otherly minded perspective, if we get caught up in the ministry aspect, we're doing this work, we're getting tired, we've got 20 people left in line, etc., we can all too quickly become ineffective because we lose our perspective of what we're doing there in that moment, called by the King of Kings to be an ambassador of his love for that individual. And what you're offering is a tool to help us get back to that position of, look at this soul in front of me who has a story who has triumphs and difficulties and challenges. And I don't know anything about their story, but I want to. I want to know something about them. Lord, show me your heart for them. And it's this method to get us back on track in that thought process. That's absolutely right. And it's important to note that this tool that we use cannot be used as a license to release as a prophetic word, any first impression judgment which we could have formed about that person as we are observing them. Mm. I think it's very common for us to look at someone and based just upon what we see, we can form first impression judgments either in the negative or in the positive. So although first impressions can certainly be the Holy Spirit giving us discernment, if we feel nudged in that direction, if we feel like the Holy Spirit is saying, look at this, observe this, pay attention to what I'm showing you about that person, then we have to, again, test that word by asking Jesus to confirm what we feel like he's showing us and then saying about it and give us greater understanding so that we don't fall into the trap of just using our own first impressions 
to give a word that is not actually coming from the Holy Spirit. Which is how we get to that place of blowing prophetic smoke, so to speak. That's right. In other words, we have to be careful to not talk just for the sake of talking or share from our own hearts rather than sharing an actual word from the Lord. This is so important because in so many ministry situations, I have heard people as they're practicing the prophetic and legitimately wanting to hear from the Lord, they begin to move into this place of I just always see you doing this, or I've observed you like this. You're such a person of this. And even though those things may be true, what they're actually sharing is just their own observations, their own experiences with this person, instead of hearing a word from the Lord and sharing from His heart. So although those things might be encouraging, to the person who's listening, it's not necessarily a word from the Holy Spirit. So anytime we're in a situation where we're wanting to minister prophetically, we don't feel like we're getting something from the Lord, we shouldn't be afraid of silence or waiting. In fact, waiting on the Holy Spirit is one of our most powerful tools in growing in maturity in the prophetic. Mm. Because as we wait on Him, our spiritual ears are going to become more tuned to His voice. Embrace the awkward silence. That's right. And it will feel awkward. It will feel very uncomfortable. But the more you do it, the less awkward it will be. And it's okay to sit in that moment of awkward silence and not rush unnecessarily and fall into fleshly responses or fleshly words being released. Now, the problem is this can start to get a little bit confusing and feel like a lot of things to remember here. And that's why we want to encourage you, don't overcomplicate this. Many times we're limited by that worry of getting it wrong. And I'm here to tell you, you're going to get it wrong perhaps a lot. There are going to be many times where you take a risk and it's going to be wrong. So just get used to that. Be okay with it. Understand that you're learning and growing and practicing that you will make mistakes. Don't make the mistakes a big deal. Have a really clear way of communicating, hey, I'm sorry, I missed that. Or you can just say, hmm, that's not correct, is it? It's something else. Okay, let me see if I can pay more attention to what the Father is saying. So if you start to become afraid of getting it wrong, it's going to put you back into that place of not being willing to take risks. You need to push past that and be bold with what you believe the Lord is saying. The more hesitant you are about it, the more that's going to affect your overall ability to hear correctly from the Lord. What he's looking for is faith. He's looking for risk-taking. That's right. And fear is our greatest enemy when it comes to releasing prophetic words, when it comes to building our faith muscles in knowing that we're hearing from the Lord. Fear will sabotage us every time. So we do want to wait on the Lord. We do want to make sure that we're not rushing ahead of the Lord. We do want to listen carefully and closely. But when we have that tug in our spirit that we come to learn, okay, this is the Lord. This is the Holy Spirit. We want to go forward with boldness. We want to go forward with courage and not allow fear of getting it wrong to silence us and shut us down. And one last thing on this topic is if that person does respond to you as you check in with them and they say, you know, yeah, that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me or 
I don't really feel like that is specific to my life. Don't become discouraged because even if the word doesn't make sense in the immediate, many times the truth of the word that you are releasing for that person may unfold for them at a later point in the future. God will always honor our faith. And, you know, the enemy will try to shut us down by causing us to be afraid. But we can't allow fear of failure or fear of getting it wrong to keep us from moving forward in the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay, one last thing. What about difficult words? What if you get a word regarding somebody's future or a word concerning a relationship or something like that that could be a tricky word? Yeah, this is a crucial part of growing in maturity in using the gift of prophecy. As we receive words that may fall outside the boundaries of what we would consider to be encouragement, strengthening, or comforting, We need to be careful and intentional to submit those words either to teammates that we're working with or those who are in authority and covering over us. Mm -hmm. These types of words can actually be an indication of a growing anointing towards a prophetic office, the office of a prophet. However, any fivefold office is always going to be confirmed by the fruit in our lives, which will be observable by those around us, those who minister with us, those who do life with us, those who are in authority over us. And so we have to first learn to submit to the covering of those in authority over us as they care for us and shepherd us into maturity in these gifts. So submitting these kinds of words, more difficult words, words of rebuke, words of hard exhortation, or words about someone's future is going to be part of how we grow in understanding, yes, I am hearing from the Lord. That is the Lord speaking to that person. There's a timing of submitting that. There's a manner of submitting that in a way that's going to be healthy. It's going to be caring for that person in love. And I need to learn how to do that rightly in context of those who are working with me and are over me. Now, this is a bit of a challenge, especially for prophetic people, because by nature, their personalities are a little bit like a loose cannon. They like to be independent and submitting that to somebody else, being part of a team, being accountable to others in their actions prophetically is crucial. Yes, it is. And it also provides protection, not only for us as those who are practicing the prophetic, but it provides protection for the body at large. And we always want to stay within that safety net of the Holy Spirit's protection, how he has set things up for his body to operate in a healthy manner. In fact, this is an example of the body of Christ operating in health and in the life that he intended for us to have. So remember, as you begin to get words that you maybe have never experienced before, submit them, ask for counsel, grow in wisdom as to how to release them, and then trust the Lord that he is increasing your anointing. He is increasing that muscle, growing it, so that you can be more effective for the kingdom. Amen. That's good. Thank you. So just a reminder, practice, practice the prophetic. Paul instructs us, earnestly desire this gift. So let's take it seriously as a church in our neighborhoods with respect to the lost and outreach. Let's take it seriously with respect to ministering to each other when we gather together. Let's practice this together. Let's give each other lots of grace that we're all in this learning process and raise each other up and be equipped by his word and by his Holy Spirit so that we can actually excel in this. 
That's it. Thank you for joining us today for round two. We're so glad that you're with us. Hang in there and keep practicing the prophetic. God bless. God bless.